have it. Here we have it in this episode, we're going to be talking about the book 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriela Garcia Marquez. Perdón. Oh, tengo agua. Ah, permiso. Disculpe. I've been told I'm a very loud gulper. So I don't know if I picked that up. But if you did, that's some ASMR for you. ASMR. Yes, I'm the artist. Now here I have, as I said, 100 Years of Solitude, written by Gabriela Garcia Marquez. And must I say that I have nobody to talk to about this. I don't, I don't have anyone in my life, per se, who, who has read this book or is currently reading this book or who I want to talk about the book with. Um... Because I know, I know people like, people in my family, specifically my father, will read this book. Uh, but I'm reading it now, and I want to talk about it now. And I'm not finished with it yet, and I don't think he'll pick it up until I'm done. Ooh, there's my back crack. There's the other side. Ooh. Whew. Ah, that was a good stretch. I just stretch randomly sometimes. So yeah, let's see. Colonel Aureliano Buendia brought back the decisive periods of his existence by reading his poetry. I'm just going to go through and just read random things that I underlined. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, I, I didn't have a uh, pencil most of the time, so I just I just folded pages. So that's kind of annoying. Makes it harder to find. But I know it's there. Okay, so this one. Oh, that's a big, big paragraph. Big paragraph. They're talking about weddings. Eh. Oh man, this is a double page, double turner, so it might be might be a good one. Ah, it's about the conservatives and the liberals. The conservatives and the liberals. Ah, yes, the conservatives come. Uh, oh my god, this is crazy. The liberals, he said, were Freemasons. Bad people wanting to hang priests to institute civil marriage and divorce, to recognize the rights of illegitimate children as equal to those of legitimate ones, and to cut the country up into a federal system that would take power away from supreme authority. The conservatives, on the other hand, who had reached, who had received their power directly from God, proposed the establishment of public order and family morality. They were the defenders of the faith of Christ, of the principle of authority, and were not prepared 
to permit the country to be broken down into autonomous entities because of his humanitarian feelings, Aureliano sympathized with the liberal attitude with respect to the rights of natural children. But in any case, he could not understand how people arrived at the extreme of waging war over things that could not be touched with the hand. It seemed an exaggeration to him for that, for the elections of his father-in-law had them send six soldiers with armed rifles under the command of a sergeant to a town with no political passions. They not only arrived, but they went from house to house, confiscating hunting weapons, machetes, and even kitchen knives before they disturbed among males over 21, the blue ballots with the names of conservative candidates, and the red ballots with the names of the liberal candidates. So, yes, in this book, there's a, uh, there's a conservative-liberal battle. There's a war happening. And I don't... Okay, so obviously spoilers. Spoiler alert. But it's hard to spoil this book because the chronologicalness makes it so that you know everything that happens. I'm only in the first 100 pages. And, well, obviously I don't know everything that happens. But everything that has been brought up in the plot, it's like, wow, I've already been told that. Excuse me. Another glass of water. For example, the whole situation with the firing squad would be probably the most prevalent, but it also happens with like marriages. And it's like, oh, but whenever he said, oh, this is not the time for, to think of marriage. Uh, and then like that, that specific line comes back around in the plot. It's brought up like discreetly. And it's like, you don't realize how... You, it fits in like a puzzle piece, really. But it's not, to, to call it a puzzle seems uh, not fair. Uh, it's more, it's more so that it just clicks. Everything flows better in your head. Because whenever you're going through life, I feel like stories that you tell of your life don't happen once. They happen many, many times. It's like when your parents tell the same story over and over and over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Same story. Over and over. Last night. Oh, my God. Last night, what was the one? She told. See, that's the thing. Last night, she, she said one of them. And she told it, ah, it was the one about never being allowed to wear headbands as a child. Never being allowed to wear headbands. And I, and I have to, I have to like, uh, pass on the legacy. Because I've heard this story so many times. My mother was not allowed to wear headbands because her father was in a car accident along with her mother. So my grandmother and my grandfather were in a car accident. And in it, a girl died and she was wearing a headband. Henceforth, my grandfather did not allow any of her children, any of his children, their children, to wear <clears throat> headbands. Trauma. Pure trauma. Pure. There's a certain set of 
I was joking with my mom about knowing more about hair than she. And then she went off. I called her a tomboy. And of course, she likes being called a tomboy. And then she was like, yep, I was raised not to like, you know, it's like personality. It's not your looks. You shouldn't let that tie you up. You know, everyone around the situation agreed. But in the bottom of my heart, I was like, I don't know. I like combing my hair. Uh, I like <laughs> looking good. I like feeling good. I like feeling good in my body. And I think part of that is appearance. Um, and of course, I have that main character energy. I have that, like, Leo ego, you know. Everyone... I do not like astrology, but people say that I live up to the ego mentality, or sorry, Leo mentality. I was born in August. So it's a true Leo. It's not one of those faker Leos born in July, is it? See, I don't even know. But yeah, it's July. So yeah, 100 years of solitude. We got a little sidetracked there. 100 years. 100 years. I wonder if this book only happens 100 years. It was, there was a time in the book, I was talking about chronologicalness, okay? There was a time when no one had died in this city, in this town, in this settlement, in this village. Macondo, 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 I don't know, is it written on the back? Yeah, Macondo, Macondo, the mythical town, Macondo. Through the history of the Buendia family. Inventative. Oh, okay. So it's 100 years of solitude. This is on the back. If you're interested, 100 years of solitude tells the story of the rise and fall, birth and death of the mythical town of Macondo. Through the history of the Buendia family. Inventive, amusing, magnetic, Sad and alive with unforgettable men and women, brim brimming with truth, compassion, and a lyrical magic that strikes the soul. This novel is a masterpiece in the art of fiction. William Kennedy from the New York Times has some nice things to say about it, too. I will, however, not read it, because I do not agree. Nevertheless, he's trying to be nice. Ah, the Buendias. See, and I have a lot of homework, because I have to go through and I have to annotate all of the pages that I've folded. So, I suppose an, ep an episode two will be coming around when I get around to doing that. I just, I need, I need, you need an annotation device. When you're a man like me, who reads literature the way that it is done like that.